Good morning and welcome to West Seattle Christian Church. If you're new with us, welcome. If not, welcome back. I just want to do a quick shout out, a little announcement. Next week, we're having our monthly prayer gathering on Zoom. There is a link in our blog at at the church at westseattlechristian.church. You must sign up. We've changed things a little bit. So you must sign up uh, to be able to log into that meeting and get the code. So you need to go in there, put your name, your email, and then we'll, we'll email you the code. We're not putting the code out there for all to see, uh, just so that it's a little more secure. Um, so don't wait till last minute. Do that today after you uh, uh, watch this worship and, and participate uh, in that today. So uh, and other than that, we're going to dive right in. So last week, we started a new series called Unqualified, and we're continuing that series today. I want to encourage you to go back and look at last week's message to get the uh, tenor and the tone of what we're trying to accomplish in this message, in, in this message series, um, and uh, take a look at that uh, to get the gist of everything. So the bare bones of that is that we're looking at the lives of characters, of people, uh, real people in the Bible, in the scriptures, who God called to do something for him. And we're asking this question when we approach each person that we're going to look at. Why this person? Why does God call this person? What's so special about them? What skills do they have? What did God uh, see in them? Why did God choose them? Why are they qualified uh, for whatever it is he wants them to do? And so we started in the book of Judges, chapter 6, by looking at the person of Gideon. And we're going to look at him again this week. We may even look at him again next week a little bit. Uh, it's not a Gideon series, but there's a lot to unpack in the story of Gideon, and many people aren't familiar with it. So he's this overlooked uh, figure that uh, a lot of people don't look at, and I think he's the perfect place to start because I think we have a lot in common with him. Now, if we go back to the story in Judges 6, what you see is Gideon is hiding in a wine press trying to thresh some wheat. And the reason he's doing that, the reason he's hiding there is because he's fearful of his enemies. God comes to him and says, This is not what you're meant to be doing. You shouldn't be hiding. Uh, So he's just working hard. Uh, He is trying to scrape by. He's not a good little church boy because the backstory is that everybody in his tribe, all the people of Israel have gone into worshiping idols. So uh, by association, his family is worshiping idols. Yet God sees something in him that Gideon doesn't see in himself. And that's where it starts for him, and that's where it starts for us, where we begin to discover our true identity, identity, and that is what God thinks about who we are. That's really important, and it's also really simple. You have to know who you are before you can do what God made you to do. Um, So there's this quote by Aristotle that goes along with this. It says, I count him braver who overcomes his desires than him who conquers his enemies. For the hardest victory is over self. That is so true, I think. The hardest struggles I go through have to do with who I am, how I face life. And I think that it's quite likely the case for you the same way it is for me. Um, it, it's such a battle when life, when, when life and how we deal with it comes into opposition with the way God wants us to live. So let's look at uh, the scriptures for a moment and read part of this story, and then and we'll extrapolate some more uh, important points for us this week. So let's look at how this happens in Gideon's life, starting in Judges 6, chapter uh, verses 11 and 12. The angel 
of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah and that belonged to Joash the Abizrite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a winepress to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Let's just pause there for a moment. What comes through to me here is that God is wanting to help Gideon with his identity, just like he wants to help us with ours. When we read this story, we can see that there is this way, there's a way that doesn't work. And then there is a way that does work when thinking our, about our identity, when we're thinking about who we really are. The way that doesn't work when thinking about who we really are, or another way of putting it, when thinking about whether we're qualified or not, here's the way that doesn't work. It's when we're looking at our circumstances, when we try to figure out who we are based on what's going on, going on around us in our situation, the life circumstances, and you're like, this is who I am. Gideon is the perfect example of when you let your circumstances determine who you are. Remember that the back story of this is that Gideon and the Israelites have been under Midianite oppression for seven years, and the Midianites are a huge tribe. They have, they have better weapons, and when the harvest was ready, they'd just come over and they would take everything that Israel had grown. And this is why Gideon is hiding in the wine press. He's hiding. He doesn't, he doesn't look like a natural-born leader uh, for the moment. There doesn't seem to be much potential in him when we look at him. In fact, we might say that he's a coward. If you're, if you're asking me, he's not qualified. But the lesson here is that this is a picture of us as well, hiding from our potential. We all have some suspicion that there is this potential in us. It's kind of buried just under the surface, but we hide from it. And that's what Gideon is doing. He's hiding from fighting in the battle. And we hide out from God too. Deep inside of us, we know, we know that God has this challenge for us to be something more. God has this dream for us. He has this, this different life for us. And it's over here. And he's like, come on over here and do this. And we're kind of like, no, I'm afraid. I'm going to stay over here. Or I don't want to listen to that. I think I have my own plan. I'm going to stay over here. So we live in this other place. He has this promise for our life. But you're hiding out in the wine press. Another way that doesn't work is when we're thinking about who we are. Um, when we think about who we are is we listen to our fears. That doesn't work either. Because let's be honest, one of the reasons we're hiding out from what God wants from us is that we're afraid. You're afraid. You're afraid of what God is asking of you. You're afraid of the time it'll take away from stuff if you follow what he wants you to do, the stuff that you like doing. You're afraid that you'll have to give that up. Stuff that might be good, but not great, not great like God wants for you. You're afraid of the discomfort that might come. Maybe you're afraid of the changes that might come. You're afraid of the ridicule. Maybe you're afraid of failing. But here's the good news. God knows all of this about you. He knows you're afraid. It's not really news to him uh, because right here in the midst of Gideon's fear, as he's hiding, God shows up. God meets with Gideon right in that moment when he's afraid of whatever it is and Gideon, he can hide from men. He, he can hide from his enemies. He can hide maybe even from himself, but he can't hide from God. And I think right there in the middle of the, that fear, we see this, we see something really good. It, it is actually good news potentially here because God will find you wherever you are. 
And God wants to find us right in the middle of our fear or our anxiety or our stress or our failure or whatever it is. He isn't waiting for, for you and me to get everything figured out and then clean up our mess and have everything sorted before he can use us. Because God calls fearful, anxious, stressed out people. And we're going to look at that a little bit more next week. But when he does that, in that moment, when he calls us in the midst of that, whatever it is, we have a choice. Am I going to trust my humanness, my human fear? Am I going to trust my anxiety? Am I going to trust my circumstances? Or am I going to listen to my Heavenly Father? It's one of the most important choices that we make every day of our lives. Our response to that question, am I going to trust my Heavenly Father, it determines the outcome of the promises and the potential in our life. Am I going to trust my fear or am I going to trust God? Because here's the deal. You can't stay in the wine press for forever. You can't let the circumstances of your life determine your identity for forever. The progress, the potential of your life. Or you can make an entirely different choice. And that's the choice that challenged Gideon, and God gives us that same choice. If you let your circumstances tell you who you are, you're going to be messed up because sometimes you have really good things happening in your life, and sometimes you have really bad things happening in your life. Our circumstances can never tell us the true promise that God has for our lives. So what works? Instead, we have to listen to what God says. So here's Gideon. It's a day like any other day in his life, he's just trying to get by and God shows up and he calls this frightened man who is hiding in the wine press. And what does he say to him? He says, you are a mighty warrior. We talked about this last week. Uh, are we going to trust ourselves more or are we going to trust God more? God knows us better than we know ourselves. God is talking about Gideon's potential. He's taken a deep dive down into his soul and he's like, this is the promise of who you can become. God doesn't look at what we see. He looks deep within us at our potential. So I know some of you woke up today and it's just a day like any other day, but I believe that God wants to speak to us every single day and he wants to speak to us directly. And the issue is, are we listening? And then how are we responding to that? He wants to speak directly into the core of your being about who you are. And I'm not just saying you need to change your mindset here and do a mindfulness exercise. But I'm talking about the Holy Spirit actually showing up because you're allowing the Spirit to speak to you. God himself to come deep into our hearts and transform our identity. So we hear from him. When we hear from him, that changes everything. Everything about you, everything about your future. And it's a good thing to convince yourself about the future, like I'm going to do this, but it's not enough because that's still based on how you feel how much strength you have or how much willpower you have. No, we've got to hear what God wants to say as he speaks directly into our hearts. So my question to you today is, what would surprise you to hear God say to you? Think about that for a minute. What would surprise you to hear God say it to you? Because when Gideon is hiding and he shows up, God, God says to him, you're a warrior. And Gideon's like, me? <laughs> what are you talking about? So if God was speaking right now to you and he said something, what would it be that would make you go, 
Me? He he's, there's somebody else here? He must be speaking to somebody else in the room. Um, that's what happened to Gideon. I love verse 13. In verse 13, Gideon says, uh, pardon me? <laughs> pardon me? Who, me? You can't mean me. But there's nobody else here. I'm the only one in the wine press. And he says it again in verse 15. He says, my clan is the least, uh, the weakest, and I'm the least in my family. Who are you talking about? God, it can't be me. I am, I am unqualified. I don't have what it takes. I don't have the skills. I don't have the talent. I don't have the connections. I don't have the support work. I don't have the money. There's nothing special about me. You got the wrong person. Be honest. We all say this when we hear God's voice. If you've ever had an inkling that you've heard it and you're like, nah, I don't want to do that. But God is saying, it's you. What is the word that God would say to you that would just surprise the heck out of you? Maybe he'd say, do you know, maybe he'd say to you today, do you know how much you are deeply loved by me? Some of you need to hear that today. You think you're the last person in the world that, that would be deeply loved because of your circumstances. And maybe everybody in your life has told you that you're not loved. Maybe you've been rejected over and over and over again. No one's been loyal to you or faithful to you. But God wants to show up in the person of Jesus Christ and he's saying to you, I want you to understand how deeply loved you are by me. That even, even if no human being ever expresses that they love you, that I, Jesus, deeply love you. Or maybe what you need to hear today is that you are a man or a woman of faith. Or maybe you're a, you're a young person of faith. Maybe you're the only person of faith in your, in your family and, and you're still in middle school or high school. And God's saying, you have strong faith. And even if you're like, who me? And God's like, yeah, you. A person of faith that God wants to take and transform into the potential and the promise that he has for you. I'm here to tell you that God wants to change the world through your faith. I have no doubt about that. I have no doubt about that. That's not just based on my opinion, but it's based on God's promises. You may think you could never be a great person of faith, but you're the very person that needs to hear that, that when God sees you, he sees a mighty woman or a man of faith. Maybe what you need to hear Maybe some of you need to hear that you're eternally forgiven. I mean, look, you look at your past and the things that you've done and you think there is no way that could happen. There is no way that I'm forgiven. And yet the truth of the matter is that none of us deserves forgiveness. None of us deserves forgiveness. Forgiveness is a gift that is given to us. And Jesus died on a cross for you. And maybe this morning you need to hear and be reminded of that, that there is a gift of forgiveness for you. Maybe you need to hear that you're a significant servant, that you're gifted, even though you think that you're not gifted. Maybe you think that writing a little card or taking someone dessert or calling a friend is insignificant. But the truth of the matter is that these things that seem the least significant are probably the most significant things that we could be doing in the kingdom, especially right now when we're all isolated and quarantined. Think of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. What is he calling you to do that's like that this week? And he's saying, you are a very gifted servant. You have, you have something to do this week, and I know you can do it. Maybe it's something else, but the truth of the matter is that God wants to speak into your heart. And what is he saying to you? What is he saying in your heart about who you are?
The question in our lives is that at any given moment, our destinies are going to be determined by who, are they going to be determined, be, be determined by the view of who we think we are? Or are our destinies going to be determined by what God sees in us? If you're like me, let's just have a little transparency moment here. <laughs> if you're like me, you're going to have some days that are up and some days that are down. And maybe that happens to you a lot. And sometimes it's one day it's like it's all about my view of me. And sometimes it's all about the next day it's all about Facebook's view of me or Instagram's view of me or my coworkers' view of me or my friend's view of me or my spouse's view of me. And other days it really is. Today I'm living into the fact that I know God views me like this and he sees these, this deep potential and promise in me. As long as we're getting our, as we're letting our life be determined by our view of us, by our circumstances, we are never going to live up to that potential that God has for us, that he sees in us and the promises that he's made for our lives. For that can only be found as Gideon is finding out. It can only be found in God's view of you. Only God sees all that he wants to do in your life. And that's what Gideon was learning that day. And when we want to cross the bridge from where we are now and thinking that we're unqualified to be what God wants us to be, that is the very spot where we begin. That's the beginning spot when you realize you think you aren't all that, that you are unqualified. You start there and you begin to discover your true identity and who you really are when you begin to see things the way God is trying to tell you that they are.